This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. I was glad to have this man back. He's a former federal agent. He actually was in a shootout with a, with a drug cartel. His, his partner was killed. He was injured. Now he's running for Congress. It's Victor Avila. Victor, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great, Joe. Thanks, and uh, happy the belated 4th of July. Yeah, absolutely. Happy Independence Day. Happy 4th of July. We enjoyed it yesterday. Um, I, I, I love seeing these idiots on social media complaining about how horrible the country we are in pretty much the only country that you can complain about how horrible the country is. It's because of our independence that we got away from tyranny. And, and the tyrannical government back then under, under King George said, you can't speak out against the government or else we might kill you or we might exile you. So it's interesting. I'm glad that we that we are we're brothers in this American lifestyle and we enjoy the independence uh, that, that we all that we all share. Let's talk let's talk about sharing independence. You got done flying around the country. And I saw a lot of people who couldn't speak English, doesn't mean that they're illegally here, but I was flying from San Antonio, I was flying into other airports that you might think, okay, this probably is, you know, somebody flying um, illegal aliens around. Is that still happening? I know that you want to get into a report that, that you've got from an insider where something they used to do was coming back. But just on the daily, are people who are coming here illegally still being flying around the, uh, flown around the country? Yep. Uh, on buses, on airlines, on airplanes, everywhere. And then they're, uh, they're paying and, for it, right, Victor? They're paying for the, their way, right? Because I had to. You you and I are paying. <laughs> they're not. They're, they have uh, not only our own government paying it through the help of the NGOs, uh, that's how they're getting it paid. Uh, the, the illegal is not paying for anything. As a matter of fact, they're taking care of their travel, their accommodations, hotels, and even uh, shelter when they get to their final destination, education, health care, uh, you name it. And this is, you mentioned San Antonio. I, I, I've been at the San Antonio airport many times, flown with a lot of illegal aliens. Uh, at one time, I flew from uh, San Antonio to Dallas-Fort Worth area, and I think there was more illegals on the plane than there was uh, illegal people because there was a lot of unaccompanied minors with sponsors that were transporting them throughout the U.S. So I've seen it in San Antonio, Harlingen, McAllen, El Paso, uh, you name it, uh, in every border city, planes with uh, illegal people. By the way, not just minors, but just illegals themselves getting on an airplane without any identification, something you and I cannot do. Right. And, and yet this continues to happen. And you talked about the information that I, you mentioned the information that I was going to share with you. I just got this information that speaking of airplanes, uh, the government is now, I'm talking about DHS, is now going to start uh, ramping up air, air flights out of Laughlin Air Force Base down in Del Rio. Once again, if you recall that, that they did that a lot. Uh, commercial airplane, uh, airplanes, military, private, and they're ramping up again. I have a source telling me it's it's up and coming. And again, you and I are paying for this, and we're transporting them to every part of this country. I want to circle back to that in a second. It's Victor Avila. You can go to uh, VictorAvilaForCongress.com. His last name is A-V-I-L-A. He's running for District 23 Republican, great state of Texas. That's the seat held by Tony Gonzalez right now. So let's go back to, to the, the people I've seen fly around, the people you've flown with that you know are here illegally. The airline isn't given to them for free, so the government is paying the airline ticket, and then in turn we're paying for it? 
So that's a great question because they actually posed this question to, to CBP and the government and said, are you paying it? And they denied it, said, we're not paying it. Well, because they're not paying it directly, that doesn't mean that they're not paying it. It's indirectly through the help of the NGOs, these non-governmental organizations that as a congressman, the first thing I'm gonna do is investigate them and strip them of their C3, C4 status, if that's what they have, because uh, I believe they're an extension of the cartel. I think they're an extension of the aiding and abetting of the smuggling of people. I'll give you an example. I, I flew from San Antonio twice, once uh, with a three-year-old little girl who, with a man who was not his father, and a second time with a four-year-old little boy with another man that was not his father because I had already interrogated him the way I used to as an agent and had no idea who this child was. And and this is, this is you can imagine me feeling that sitting there next to this child uh, knowing that who knows what's going to happen to this child. This child is being trafficked right next to me, going wow. in that case to Florida. Uh, the airline is complicit. They don't care. TSA doesn't care. They allow them in. Uh, there's no vetting. There's no checking. There's no DNA testing. Uh, remember, we had DNA testing for a while there under the Trump administration. And what happened? The, the, the kids stopped coming. But right now, as you and I speak, there's another concern here. Uh, Title VIII, remember after Title 42 was gone, they yeah. said Title VIII was going to kick in. And I made a joke about it because laws don't kick in and kick out. They're supposed to be enforced every time. However, they're not enforcing Title VIII anyway. Guess what? If you have a child with you. So who's coming? A bunch of groups of people with kids. A lot of times these kids do not belong to them. They're not their next of kin. They're using these children to get uh, access into the country without any vetting and without any title of prosecution. So somebody goes to the cartel and goes to the coyotes and says, I want to go to the United States. Cartel says, give me $5,000, whatever it is, and take this kid. And if you take the kid, you can bypass title eight. You're going to get in. Yep. Come that's, on, man. That's as simple as that. And as a matter of fact, um, the, the craziest thing, and I saw this as an investigator in my career, is I never understood how sometimes the parents themselves or the mother will give up the child to the cartel because they, prom they promise them to come in and be smuggled. You'll get in and then we'll reunite you with your child. And that might not happen. And wow. that's why we have 860,000 unaccompanied children come in under this administration, 86,000 additional that have been lost in the system. We have no idea where they're at. That alone, if that just doesn't upset you and, and get you uh, outraged about what's happening to our children and children from all over the world, because regardless of how you feel about illegal immigration, these are kids. And, and this has to stop. If you, that border was secure, you would save these lives and you would save them from being put in these uh, exploitive situations. 86,000 that we don't even know where they are. But under Trump, I think that 500 kids were separated from their parents who broke the law. And he was, ICE was ripping kids out of the, out of the, the arms of their mothers. And, and he, uh, Trump was the worst person on earth. 86,000, nobody says a word. Now, let me ask you about the NGOs. It's Victor Avila. He's running for Congress, District 23 Republican, great state of Texas. He's running against Tony Gonzalez. He's a former federal agent and a guy who's an expert on the border. He's there all the time. He sends me videos all the time, right from the border. Victor Avila for Congress.com. Is there a funnel of money that we can track potentially from cartels to NGOs or from our government to NGOs? Do we know? Where are they getting their money? It's, I think it's primarily from the government to the NGOs. And um, it doesn't go from cartels to NGO. I think it goes NGO to cartel. 
through our our own U.S. government. I think it's State Department. Wow. I, tend to, I think it's uh, money that we need to look at under the State Department, under the United Nations, by the way. They are present in Mexico, especially in, down in Tapachula area. Uh, and when they start receiving people from the Darien Gap and Guatemala coming in, uh, they're guiding them. They're, they're the ones that are arranging the transportation, the logistical uh, uh, schedule of how to get these people up to our border. Yes, it's the NGOs. And guess what? The NGOs, no matter who it is, the cartels want the money. The cartels don't care where the money comes from. And it is coming from the NGOs. So it's coming from our money. A lot of it is taxpayer money. A lot of it might be uh, Soros-funded money. But we need to track those funds because it's not being used for what it's supposed to. Now, there are some good NGOs out there. Right. And I work with them as a human trafficking investigator, subject matter expert in that. I needed NGOs. And I needed them to help me with the victims that I rescued and the kids to set them up. We have good NGOs, but the ones, a lot of them that are exploiting the, the 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 circumstances right now and making billions of dollars are the ones that need to be investigated. It's Victor Avila. Always appreciate the time and the effort. Um, Tapachula, where is that in Mexico? That's southern border, uh, right on the border of Guatemala. By the way, there's a, there's a surge right now. There's thousands of, of people coming through there. And, and, and we talk about this all the time, Joe. Let's not forget the smuggling. These are the ones that we see coming up in the river in, in uh, Eagle Pass, Texas, Del right. Rio, and the site and El Paso. We're seeing those come up. Let's not forget about the ones that are being smuggled, that are not being detected, and you know the, the ones that have criminal histories, the ones that are tied to FBI terror watch list. I mean, we already hit an all-time high just in the last quarter, or I should say fiscal year, of uh, 170, but in the last two years, over 200 people uh, have been detected at the border that are on the no-fly list, terror watch list. I'm talking about national security and public safety here that people need to wake up and pay attention. And they don't, and they don't seem to care in the government. Uh, I want to talk about the border with Guatemala because I thought under Trump, at least for a time, he somehow negotiated the Mexican um, government to put the army, the Mexican army, on the border with Guatemala to stop the flow of these migrant, uh, you know, trains that were coming 1,500. 2,000 at a time. I thought that we closed that border. You're telling me that the United Nations that we basically fund and finance, that it has its headquarters in New York City, is down there telling illegals how to get here? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. They started from the Darien Gap giving out um, uh, uh, a kit, which uh, to the women includes uh, female condoms. It includes uh, the morning after pill, so you will not get pregnant because you will get raped. Uh, the men get raped, by the way. A lot of them get assaulted. Wow. And so the U.N. is, is a, a big factor in and with the NGOs. And uh, you, you mentioned Guatemala and, and, and Mexico. Mexico needs to be held accountable here because what this administration did is undo the policies, right? And we're talking about policies. Uh, I, I don't even care about policies. I care about the law. Why don't we just go back to enforcing the law and we would be actually saving lives by defending the border? I had a young lady named Laura, Laura Reese on last week from the Heritage Foundation. She did a report, and then I had her expand upon it on my show, about how they're fudging the numbers at the border. Tell me what you know about this. She says that when illegals show up by the thousands in between border actual crossings that have gates and bridges and, and border patrol, the border patrol is now telling them, don't cross here, go to an actual port of entry. When they go to the port of entry, they already are on an app that ICE gave them that they they apply for a parole and they get parole before they let's say let's say they go to uh, to Eagle Pass or or to uh, El Paso. They come across the bridge, they show this app. Their name is already in the system. They're not counted as illegal, so now they're coming here. They're they're pre-paroled, um, Victor, and and they're told don't cross outside of a crossing because we'll have to count you as illegal. They send them to the crossing. Do you, is this true? 
this is this what's 100, going on? 100 true as a matter of fact i witnessed it when i was in eagle pass and it actually started last year that when they actually started processing illegal aliens again the ngos who have no authority to process anybody on the mexican side and then and then of course that's when the cbp1 app kicked in i had a lot of problems with cbp1 it doesn't it crash it doesn't work uh, the illegals themselves don't want to use CBP-1. I've talked to them. They've talked to my friends and sources. They don't want to. They rather ignore the whole process that even this administration has set up for them to come in through a port of entry. You're absolutely right. And they said, no, no, no. We'd rather just go through the river and pick us up and process us and let us in. But the numbers are being skewed. And even with the numbers being skewed and 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 manipulated, we're over. Last month was over 200,000 anyway. Remember, they thought it was going to dip, and it dipped initially after Title 42 was gone. But it didn't matter because it's still more people. I think there's a lot more that came in, but they're counting them as legal. And so they're no, no longer being counted illegal. By the way, getting a parole uh, for asylum purposes is against the law. Uh, we're violating our own laws that we set up for asylum criteria. You cannot issue a parole because someone seeks asylum. And even if the asylum was uh, being, uh, uh, you know, voiced at the port of entry, which we call credible fear, it is not being investigated. It's not being vetted because almost 80 percent, listen to this, 80 percent of our border agents are off the line. And so they're not there to have a time to process these individuals. And guess what? We get terrorists, we get rapists, we get all these other people that we don't want. And even if we did have a good uh, qualifying asylum seeker, we're not even paying that attention to one that might merit an actual uh, asylum uh, case. So it's a mess down there, but it's it's purposely being done. It is uh, a wide open. I think it's hurting our fundamentals here in our countries, hurting the state of, of Texas. You're talking about the resources everywhere, Joe. It's out of control. It's Victor Avila. Go to VictorAviloForCongress.com. Go uh, support his candidacy if you'd like to. He's running for the 2024 congressional um, seat, 20, uh, uh, seat 23 here in the great state of Texas, being held by Tony Gonzalez right now. He's a retired special agent with ICE, HSI. He, the guy knows this stuff. So you're telling me 200,000 illegals that we know that didn't get pre-processed. Do we have any idea how many did get pre-processed? Could it be double that number? I, I, the border agents that I speak to, they tell me that at least it's one for everyone that they actually did count. That's crazy. So right there alone, you double the numbers. And let's not even count. There's two type of gotaways here. You hear the gotaways a lot. The gotaways that we saw, that got away, that we detected on a camera or on a sensor, and we more or less saw a group of 40, 50, we don't know how many. We put a number to it, and we count them as gotaways. Then we have the other category of gotaways that we have absolutely no idea of how many actually came in here completely undetected. That's the problem that we have to figure out because we're getting people into this country that are having an impact in our criminal justice systems, our school systems, our healthcare systems, and it's being felt now. Now, we've been talking about it for a long time. Now, North Carolina, New York, and Chicago, and all these places, they're feeling it and saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, we can't handle it. Well, we've been telling you why you can't handle it, and it's because the law is not being enforced in the southern border. And they're freaking out over a few thousand compared to what little towns like Del Rio are seeing. Uh, Victor, I want to throw out another another thing that makes it even more sinister, and tell me if this is true. Two hundred. Let's say the Border Patrol encounters 200 illegals coming across the Rio Grande, and they say, nah, don't come here, go down to El Paso, go to Del Rio, go to McAllen, go somewhere else, uh, and then they go to, to the port of entry. The Border Patrol, if, if I'm getting the truth here, I think it's true. The Border Patrol is counting them as I turned away 200, knowing they're about to let them in. 
So they're actually saying, look how great we did. We turned away the 200, or my is saying, this isn't the frontline people saying it. We turned away these 200, even though they're still getting in at, at the bridge at El Paso after doing the app. So yeah, are, are, are they double counting? They're saying, look at what a great job we did, and they're still in America. There's a lot of double counting, especially the ones that do get turned away and come back to get smuggled, not, not turning themselves in and get caught again, counted again. And so um, that's that's another big problem. That's actually been going on for a long time, the double counts. But um, but but I don't think people realize the concern here. And, and we're not even talking cartels. This is this is the, the problem. We're talking about the, the numbers and the illegals and the right. people. But guess what? While all this is going on, the fentanyl continues to pour on in and the meth continues to pour in cocaine, making it all the way to the White House. I mean, this is crazy. If you should win next year, I've only got about a minute with Victor Avila, and, and if you can, do this quickly for me. Uh, if you should win next year, do you advocate immediately, just go back to the Trump policies? They worked. Let's go back. Number one, let's do a Trump policy. I'll team up with Tom Holman uh, and, and we'll uh, who have his great endorsement for, on this campaign, and we will, we will fix this. We will fix this quick. And it is about policy. It's about remaining in Mexico. And it's about putting our agents back on the line. It's simple as that. There are other more complicated things that we have to fix, but initially we would have an impact, I'm talking about to overnight, about giving our agents the ability to do that. But one thing I'll mention is the Department of Justice has to be on board because guess what? They need to prosecute the cases that the border agents bring to them, the smuggling, right. the illegal aliens, and all the others. If we can't, if we can, if they continue to decline these cases, we're going to be on the same boat. So it's a ma- major shift and clean out system that we need to do. Put those 80% border agents back on the border. These are great guys and gals. They can do the job. They're just not allowed to. They're right. actually told not to. It's Victor Avila for Congress.com. Victor Avila for Congress.com. Go there and support his candidacy if you'd like to. It's Victor Avila, a former federal agent and a guy who's down there on the border all the time. We barely scratched the surface. We didn't talk about guns. We barely talked about fentanyl. Let's do it again very soon, Victor. Can we? Absolutely, Joel. Thank you. All right, brother. Appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Appreciate Victor coming on. You can go at uh, VictorAvilaForCongress.com. That's his website. Make sure you go and do that. Meantime, Tyrus of Pop Culture. Whoop. Dirty Pop. What's happening, Polo? So have you seen this situation with Kevin Costner and his wife? No, what's up? So he's he's getting a divorce, and I guess there was part of like the prenup that they had that she had to be out by a certain amount of days okay. of the house, you know, if, if they did choose to get a divorce. And I guess she's been fighting it, and then today a judge ordered that she's got to be out by July 31st. Wow. So that's kind of a big sign that that prenup is in fact valid because I think she was fighting that as well. Alright, it's a big deal. I did not know that there was an issue there. Polo, thank you. Sam, thank you. I appreciate you. Carrie, thank you. I'm Joe. We're back tomorrow. Have a great night. Good to see everybody. Talk soon. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.